Hello and welcome back to another episode of Zap. I'm Beck. And my name's Jono. And Zap was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. And so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure by finding weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it and we make segments somewhat loosely related to it. And Jono, I just had a really quick thought. We're on episode 37 right now. And so we're almost 40. (laughs) We're almost 40. Oh, goodness me. The years are catching up with us. (laughs) Time just really flies. You hit 35 and it's just a blur. Downhill from there. (laughs) No, we're just... It's all uphill from here. That's the great thing about Zap the Podcast. We just keep somehow... You know, we're back. (laughs) Each episode, we're back. And we aim to make it better than ever. Always. Yeah. And I'd say it is. I'd say, in my objective opinion, (laughs) I would say that it is uh, better every episode. uh, And I'm not willing to take any feedback on that. (laughs) No further comments needed. (laughs) Yeah, no further comments. Um, I don't want to talk about it. Um, To start off this week, Beck, we're continuing our streak. And it was a streak that I didn't know we really had uh, until I started writing this story today. It's not another criminal story, is it? Because I think we knew we had that streak. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's um, a streak of stories from outside of the US. Because a lot of the time... All of our stories come from Florida. Yeah, I was going like, to say, yeah, that's it's the classic. Not just the US. There's one particular state <laughs> <laughs> that gives us a lot of quality content. Yeah, they just keep providing. It's a, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Florida yeah. days happen and news happens, and that's how. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how. That's how the that's world how works. works. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, because, yeah, like last week we had a guy, I'm pretty sure he's Canadian. I may have to check that. I may be incorrect, (laughs) but I'm willing to stand my ground for now. Uh, And then the week before that, we had uh, a little bit of Spain. So we're continuing that streak today, uh, starting us off kind of in Germany. The story is in Germany, but it starts us off. (laughs) (laughs) Guten guten Tag, indeed. But this story uh, starts us in Sri Lanka. Okay. Um, and I've got to give a quick shout out to my mate Will who uh, sent this story to me. Uh, but I saw it. I'm like, we have to talk about this. But it's it's all about the Sri Lankan handball team. And not like handball as in what we played in school. <laughs> uh, Kevin Rudd like Classic. Foursquare. Yeah. yeah, the Kevin Rudd <laughs> Classic. Now, this is sort of, I think it's also known as European handball. Oh, the one that's um, in the Olympics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, and it's kind of, I haven't, I remember I've played it like once. We did it at like school for sport. Yeah, I I think we were made to do it once as well. It's probably (laughs) part of the curriculum. They just need to tick it off. I literally, same as you, I think I only did it once and then they never, (laughs) they never spoke of it again. It was like, what what happened to your My recollection of it it. is kind of like soccer, but with your hands. Yeah, that sounds about right. I I mean, if soccer is football... Then and this it is handball. Sense. That makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, we've got the Sri Lankan handball team um, who were on tour in Germany to play handball, and they just go missing. The Sri Lankan oh. team all of a sudden go missing in the for for the German handball tournament championship. Um, like they don't turn up first, to matches, that sort of thing, or. Yeah, they, they're just gone. No one knows oh. where they are. They're not at their like hotel where they're supposed to be staying. And um, they did find um, like laundry still left at the at the hotel. So it's sort of like 
who knows what's happening. It's a bit it's a whodunit, ominous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, at first, it was kind of believed that the team might have gotten lost uh, in a local forest while mm-hmm. out on a jog. Um, however, it was soon discovered that the team couldn't have gotten lost because the team never existed. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ominous. Wait, so it turns Back out that Sri Lanka never had a European handball team. And okay. in fact, at the time, Sri Lankan officials said that there wasn't even as little as a, a handball club in Sri Lanka. <laughs> wow. So, like, it's, it wasn't a sport that was played okay, in Sri yeah. Lanka. Yeah. So what's happened here then? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I hear being asked. <laughs> You've read my <laughs> mind. <laughs> and um, it turns out actually that Sri Lanka, it, it never did have this handball team, mm. but a group of Sri Lankans wanted to uh, immigrate outside of Sri Lanka. Oh. And so they hatched a plan. They went to the German embassy in Sri Lanka and told the embassy that they were a part of this handball competition and that they needed to get some visas made up so they could go on their sporting tour in Germany for a month. Mm. And because they were able to uh, to provide the like reasonable sort of documents for it, they were like, yep, no worries, here's your visas. <laughs> and so wow. off the team go, they've packed their bags, they've flown into Germany to then quickly, uh, after getting to the hotel, they quickly then booked it out of Germany and down to Italy, where they were last known to be crossing the border into Italy. But interestingly, since then, they've never been found. <gasps> wow. And that's a great so they've, story. They've done a very good job of <laughs> yeah, hiding themselves. Yeah, that's amazing. Because like, this all happened many years ago. This was 2004. And Whoa. they've never been able to to locate the, the so-called team. And it's got to be said that this is a prime example of, of pulling a fast one. I can only imagine <laughs> that there was months of planning going into this, but I kind of, I feel like pulling a fast one is more like the the victim or the target for pulling a fast one doesn't realise until it's too late. Yeah, like, yeah. And this also doesn't seem happened. really like a, like you said, this would have taken ages of like planning so for yeah. them, it was, you know, pulling a, a slow one, <laughs> pulling, yeah. a, you know, a slow but worth it one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But for it everyone else, where'd they go? Out of there, gone, <laughs> gone like the wind. So, and yeah, one second they didn't have a handball team, next second they do have one, but then the next second they're, then, they're gone. <laughs> and then it's gone. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Where have they gone? <laughs> Today we're talking about pulling a fast one and it's all about doing something quick, something sneaky and something a little bit cheeky to Mm. gain an advantage of some description. Um, And I have a story from when I was a bit younger that really fits this bill. Uh, Now it's not as grand as uh, tricking uh, an embassy into granting visas for a team (laughs) that never existed. I'm sure 12-year-old Jono could have pulled that together. (laughs) Maybe I was capable, but I decided to use my powers... For, uh, I'd say, I, I'd say more mischievous reasons okay. instead okay. of sort of grand, meaningful reasons. <laughs> uh, and so when I was younger, I used to go on these camps every uh, like half a year. There was one over the like July long mm. weekend and then one um, from like Boxing Day to New Year's. And I'd go on these like every year for a good few years. And um, there were tons of kids there. And it was... Yeah, it was madness. There were so many people there and they had activities, of course, like lined up for us. And they basically invent these like huge scale games 
uh, to be played uh, with like everyone involved. And you'd be in like little groups uh, and uh, so you'd go with your group to play this game and at the end of the whole camp, um, the group that had the most points would be the winners. Mm. And so what happened is uh, each group, I think was, it, it is a few years ago now, so it might be a bit <laughs> foggy, um, but each group was divided into like four big teams of, of which each gr- group was its own sort of separate entity within okay. that team. Mm. And uh, everyone had, you know, those little like glow stick wristband things, like just a glow oh, stick yeah. with the connector. Yeah. Everyone had one of them around their wrist and uh, every person in every group. And that was like your life pretty much. Uh, and, but it runs um, out in like a couple hours. Oh or is no! This so just for the one game. Just yeah, this was just okay. for the one game. Um, I'm like you're and... dead by morning. Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've woken up and it's a bloodbath. <laughs> There's no survivors. <laughs> they tricked us. <laughs> <laughs> they tricked us. They pulled the they fast one. They knew we wouldn't survive. <laughs> <laughs> and um. So yeah, everyone had these wristbands and you basically went up and did like rock, paper, scissor battles with other teams to take their wristbands. But if you ran out of wristbands, there were like activities around like challenges that you could complete to get more wristbands and whoever had the most wristbands at the end won the won the game. Yes. And um and so it sort of went in points about how many wristbands you had at the end. And so our team wasn't doing very good. Um I, I don't know what it is, but I seem to always be terrible at rock, paper, scissors. Like, I'm I'm just abysmal at it. I, I <laughs> it's don't a hard like game. game. It's like, <laughs> I feel like it's not a hard game. I feel like that's the issue. I feel like it seems so simple, but I don't know you why. You probably, like, can... overthink it. You're like, okay, so they're going to do <laughs> yeah, this. It's like and chess. The... I'm trying to think, yeah. like, five moves ahead. <laughs> You got to pull a fast one and just you know let the hands do the do the do rock the paper talking. scissors yeah <laughs> do the fighting let the hands do the exactly. fighting yeah just go with my gut maybe that's what I'll do from from here on out but yeah I, I was not very good at it. and so um, we kept losing wristbands and uh, our, our team in general like we had a couple people who were pretty good at it um, but not everyone on our team was that good and so a few of us were missing wristbands we had to do these challenges a couple times um, to get wristbands back but by the end of it I was not at all interested <laughs> in playing the rock paper scissors uh, of the game however I was still very interested in winning the game yes and so I kind of came up with this because I'd seen it happen before. Like, I don't know if you've watched any of those videos of people who are like professional pickpockets and can take the watch off someone's <laughs> wrist without them knowing. Yes, yes. Like, have you? Have, it's incredible. I've seen people take belts off people without oh, them knowing. Oh, that's impressive. In, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's crazy. There's people who are just so well-trained and it sort of distraction and sleight mm. of hand and stuff that they're able to do this. So... I thought I would be sneaky Jono on this occasion. Magician Jono. Magician Jono. Jono Copperfield. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Jono Copperfield. Jono Blaine. Yeah. (laughs) Jono and Teller. I go with Jono and Teller. I'm just Jono and Jono. (laughs) I'm both Penn and Teller. Um, But I would, I wanted to get wristbands in this sort of a fashion because I didn't want to play rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, might as well. I sort of, I I made a way of doing like a handshake in which I could get my pinky round their (gasps) wristband and pull it off as I went away from the handshake. (laughs) That's so good. And 
It was, I was, I thought I'd get caught immediately yeah. and it would not work. Um, but I think it's something to do with like having pressure on the hand while it's happening because they can't feel the slight movement on their wrist as much mm. when their hand's being squeezed. I think that's what it is. Uh, and I'm sure there's I'm probably someone. I'm trying to enact it with my own hands right now. <laughs> yeah. Like trying to work out how the, but, it's, you, but can't you can't really can't shake like your own hand. S- yeah, yeah, you can't do the same hand handshake <laughs> with two different hands. Yeah, <laughs> it's not work. So yeah, so what? You would go to shake their hand, and as your hand's yeah. like squeezing their hand, your pinky slides into the the glow stick pinky, ring, and then uh, pulls uh, yeah. down, and so and, it pops and off. Pulls it, yeah, kind of. And so ah. I'd have the glow stick like bracelet like in my pinky as I'd go away, and That's it works so like. Good. It, it didn't work that like it wasn't like I won the game for my team <laughs> with this tactic, like, but I, it worked like three everyone's. times. That's not it bad. It worked like three whole times. Um, but I was, <laughs> I didn't want to be the the guy to win from cheating. So if I was caught, uh, I'd give it back because <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fair. And like I'm, I'm sure it would just be un- like unneeded try. I didn't need the attention, right? Because right? right. I'd, I had more unsuspecting people to try it out on. <laughs> Um, but I, I probably, I probably tried it like 10 times. Um, and I got three of them okay, well. <laughs> through my nefarious <laughs> methods. Um, and I guess it was also sort of toward the end of the game. So people had kind of started to get bored of it as well. So they weren't so like clingy to their wristbands. Right. But that's right. probably my, um, I think that's where my magician career started. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I just do kids parties, uh, <laughs> Zoom graduation, yeah, magic parties. Zoom parties, magic Zoom parties. <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing. I feel that's, like honestly, it would be. I I kind of hope it isn't because that sounds really sad. <laughs> well, to like, hire a magician over Zoom. I I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like everything is going on Zoom. Like my work, they hired a band to perform what? on Zoom. Yeah. And so everyone's watching this band performance and <laughs> we're all at home. So I feel like someone would... And we've also hired a person to like run a game show thing. So I feel like... That's crazy. Yeah. There's definitely a market for Zoom, um, Zoom I can magicians. See, like, <laughs> I can see like a game show. Yeah. I can definitely it was see really that fun. working. <laughs> but like for a band, can't you just like get a like YouTube That's clip of a live, live music? Like for all I know, this is literally could have been from three years ago <laughs> you could make a killing if you just like got a lesser known band like so a video of their live music or something or just like a, a recording of their music mm. and then just slap that True. up now that's on, on a zoom recording now that's that's that a, is fast pulling a fast one, one. <laughs> make make cash quick with this with this scheme i just want to um make an announcement zap does not condone any get no. rich quick schemes <laughs> no <laughs> We, no, we, we definitely do not. Unless it's really good. No, <laughs> unless it's if it's really good and we can get a slice, then we're then then we're in. Otherwise, it's a big no. Yeah. <laughs> Zap the podcast merch is finally here, and you can check it out by heading to zapthepodcast.store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and more, all with original designs, beautifully printed on quality fabric. So head on over to zapthepodcast.store and get yours today. So today we're talking about pulling a fast one, which we have described to be sneaky, mischievous, that sort of thing. Sure, like a cheeky 
a cheeky trick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think it can be like lighthearted, but then you've also got like the pulling a fast one power plays where yes, it's that's like true. something huge. <laughs> well, I wanted to tap into the sneaky kind of side of it. Oh, and yeah. what I was thinking is one of my really good friends from high school, she told me about how when she would go on holidays with her family, they always used to steal a fork from the restaurants they ate out at. Like, I just, just one between all of them? Well, I think it was just her, but like her family encouraged it. Like it was a bit of like a funny oh, joke. Okay. Like, oh, did you steal a fork? Or like that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just, I think that is the perfect epitome of like just something sneaky because, yeah. I mean, yes, technically, it might be stealing. It is. It is, it is theft. Okay, it is theft. <laughs> but it's the pettiest kind of theft. It's like, yeah. are they really going to miss one fork? Yeah. <laughs> like to the, the police resources involved for oh, an operation yeah. <laughs> spanning many, many years is not worth the not cost worth of forks. <laughs> Until I'm sure she's stolen enough to equate to a large sum of money. Well, which- I... I lot. hear stealing forks is a gateway crime. Then it becomes <laughs> spoons uh, and knives. Well, that's the thing. She also told me one time, and I'm not revealing who it is, you know, just for protection. But yeah, um, we, she we're wants protecting our sources. Exactly. She once stole one of the um, apparently like at Jamie Oliver's restaurant, they had these really nice hand towels. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> she took one of them, and I don't, so she- I don't want to say it, but he did go out of business. So <laughs> I'm not sure whether there's a connection oh, there. A he's few- like, he's like, team, we're gonna make it. We have the cost <laughs> of a hand towel in profit this week. Otherwise, we're going under. <laughs> My friend walks into the restaurant. <laughs> we're bankrupt. <laughs> Twists mustache. <laughs> so anyway it got me sort of thinking i myself was like well i've never done that like i was like i've never stolen a fork that sort of thing but i went went online because you know the great world of reddit and just the internet in general is usually a good source for other people who have done sort of things like this and it did not let me down but one thing i saw actually reminded me that i have done this I have uh, taken something from an establishment once and it was actually an orange, like a full, like just the the fruit, an orange. And I stole it from a bar. They had like this bowl of citrus right next to the bar. And I don't know what came over me, but... (laughs) That orange oh, had to be mine. And so I remember... Three oranges. Yeah, I don't know. I remember, like, I totally forgot I did it. And then so I was, like, walking to the train station, put my hand in my pocket. I'm like, what is... Why, why, why do I have it? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. The orange. I should take it back. <laughs> They're going to frame me. But, <laughs> yeah, so I have done it. I was going to plead, you know, innocent, but I thought I'd be honest. I have stolen an orange once before. So, so I thought I'd share with you some of the... Allegedly. Let's not, oh, yeah. let's not oh, yeah. Allegedly. Incri- incriminate you. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, maybe it was a friend of mine. I don't know. <laughs> it was a lime, I swear. <laughs> I'll never reveal the citrus. <laughs> so some of the best ones I found online. Okay, I'll obviously start with one that I think is um pretty pretty low down there. I think this is even below oh, yeah. forks. And that was someone Ooh. saying that they always absentmindedly take pens. You know, when you go to like a hotel oh, and they yeah. have a pen, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't consider that on this scale at all. I do that. I feel like those pens are there for the taking. <laughs> yeah, Aren't they I'd a free gift? So. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, once, I thought I was in so much trouble once because I took a 
one of the multicolored pencils from IKEA because I thought oh. you could just take them, but you're supposed to like leave them as you go out. I and so I just them. had one, and my, my mom saw me with it, and she's like, "Did you take that from oh, IKEA?" No. And I was little, and I thought, "I'm like, oh no, this is it. They're gonna my get life me. of crime starts here." <laughs> Tell me your mum. <laughs> yeah. I thought you could take them as well, Jono. I think that's... that's That was yeah. my thought. Why are they... Like, it doesn't say anything. Yeah. Like, unless it's got it in, like, Swedish or something. <laughs> I just can't, can't understand. It's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> the other one that I found online was this person stole an entire bottle of ketchup from a diner that apparently they'd just moved into a new house and they didn't have any tomato sauce so they just took the whole bottle home from the diner <laughs> which that one i think is definitely above forks that's that's you know yeah that's yeah, a definitely. that's a cost that's not just that a, is. <laughs> that's not a neutral thing <laughs> apparently this one i don't get because it it said i accidentally oh no it says actually <laughs> i misread that well that makes a bit more sense <laughs> i was gonna say there is no way someone accidentally stole this apparently it's a mini skillet um, from like, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. That does make sense. How would you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Steal it? I get where you where the confusion. But also, is. how did they get away with stealing a mini skillet? Like from the photo, it looked like you kind of cook the. I think it was for fajitas. You like cook the stuff oh, yeah. you're going to put on your fajitas on this like mini skillet that they must put in the middle of your table. I'm like, surely they would have come back and been like. Are you done for the night? And like, notice the Where's skillet. Our skillet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, have we collected your skillet already? Ah, um, uh, yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, the, the the skillet boy has been. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we shall be on our way. Toodaloo. <laughs> mm, <laughs> well, here was the best one I found. So this one has a full-on story to go with it. So apparently, it was set at a place called Cafe Wilhelmina. And the story goes like this. So for Christmas, they always put out a big Santa Claus statue on the terrace outside. Apparently, it's it's a very uh, not attractive Santa Claus, apparently. And (laughs) so one point it got stolen, which seemed to be impossible because of its sheer size and weight. Um, They just had no idea how it was stolen. But alas, Santa was no longer there. After a while, they started receiving fake photos from their Santa every month. <laughs> the th- Just yeah, the thieves had sent him on a world trip, so they received a postcard with Santa at the train station of Eidhoven, another one somewhere on a sunny beach, and eventually they got one where he was back home in the Arctic. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So apparently, um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. That was. What's the motivation for that? I don't That's know. So weird. That is a big commitment. That one's not so much pulling a fast one. That's like you pull a fast one, but then there's a long, the long haul to go with it. It's like a big commitment it's, to the bit. <laughs> it's like the weirdest kidnapping ever. Yeah. <laughs> like they've kidnapped Santa and they just take him on holiday. It's like, is this a hostage situation or is this a... Yeah. Have they freed Santa? I mean, they did send him back home to the yeah. to the North Pole. So That's so strange. That actually, those stories reminded me of something I saw a little bit ago um, online. And it was like this big like operation i think it was they literally called it operation soda steel <laughs> and it's these guys in the US um who wanted to get back at like big like um fast food chains and stuff okay. that had like the free refills 
Oh, yeah. And so what they did is they designed a cup. They specifically designed it after Taco Bell um, because Taco Bell sold a soda called, um, it's like Mountain Dew Baja Blast or something. Like it's a special Mm. edition Mountain Dew that you can't get anywhere else. And they designed a a Taco Bell cup that had like a straw coming out the bottom of it (laughs) that went up the person's (laughs) sleeve and into a backpack that they had on their back (gasps) um, that had just like a huge container um, that they would just keep filling up this cup um, and they'd just stand there at the machine for like... <laughs> it must have taken like a good five minutes to fill it up, I'd assume. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But they'd just stand there and hope no one noticed and then they'd just walk out with like a heap of soda, like litres of soda. And then um, what? For the, for the cost of just like a small... True. I don't even know if they paid for it because they had the cup already. I can't remember. Oh my gosh. But it's yeah, they double, just wanted something to do <laughs> and they wanted free soda. And anyway, like that sort of post-mix system soda costs really nothing. I was just thinking that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a good trick, but like <laughs> they won't notice. But no, it would have felt good. That would have felt yeah, very it satisfactory. Felt <laughs> yeah, shaking your fist at the big man. <laughs> Take this. <laughs> Take this. I reckon, well, no, I'm not saying we should steal something, but... um, (laughs) We're definitely not saying that. (laughs) But if we were to, no. That could be, like, a a fun thing to just, like, when you're going on a holiday, see if there's, like, a local store that has a mascot and ask if you can just take it on the holiday (laughs) and do some, like, promotion for them. that is actually really fun. I reckon that'd be such a fun idea. We need to try and come up with a zap mascot of some sort because when we do travel to Newcastle to record in the world's <laughs> yeah, or the southern right. hemisphere largest KFC we'll need I still a mascot. Checked if that's actually true or not. <laughs> Here I am believing it, planning our massive episode. We don't even know if it's true, but we will go to the southern hemisphere's largest KFC no matter where it is. So we're, we're going on an adventure. <laughs> I'm. I'm. It's here Zach's in writing. Going to Newcastle. <laughs> Today we're pulling a fast one, or at least talking about it. And um, in that in that regard, I have just looked up uh, where Australia's biggest KFC is, and it is in fact in Newcastle. So you were um, right. I'm, I wasn't a liar. Um, That's Zach completely. facts. That's Zap Facts. Uh, welcome back to Zap Facts. A special segment That's... where we actually fact check things. <laughs> or we should actually do an episode where we go back and fact check the things we said. Because I think there would be like heaps of stuff that I've gotten completely yeah, wrong. I feel like there's sometimes we just like, we read a story and sometimes it's like you fill in the gaps between the story. Yeah, I, there's, there's definitely been times I've done that. I'm like, I, I think... Like, I'm not changing the story no, when I do that. I'm just like filling it. it in, trying to give it, like, more context. Exactly. Or um, just, like, making assumptions based on the content that's <laughs> yeah. already there. Um, it's, we're so, making the trash treasure. That's that's how we're going to... That's what it is. Yeah, that's, that's what, what yeah, we're doing. We've, we've said we're making the trash treasure. So and we're, we're <laughs> um, Anyways, <laughs> it's time for a bit of a game. Ooh, uh, and I do, treasure. in fact, have a rhyming name for this game. As you should. As I, yeah, otherwise I couldn't consider it a game. Um, But before we jump into the game, um, I do have to warn you that this is probably the most difficult, like, game I've ever made for this show. Oh, no. Um, I was thinking along the lines of the theme. I'm like, that's a cool idea. And then I made the quiz and then I'm like, 
how no how was anyone ever going to be able to guess these because it's not Thank like you. well-known stuff <laughs> please tell me it's not like equations or something because no okay. no no no, okay. no. it's it, it's it's like fun but okay. i don't know who <laughs> on this earth would know this information off the top of their head right um so the game is called Separate Fact from Fiction based on this description. Ooh, that is very and nice. Well done. It's all about like famous like con artists or people who have pulled oh. a fast one uh, throughout history. It's not a very long quiz uh, because it's very hard. And um, I made up like a whole bunch of um, basically things that, that potentially they could have done um, to go along with the thing that they did do that made them a, a con artist or that they pulled a fast one. Okay. And so um, it's actually really hard to come up with like genuine sounding like scams and, and stuff, which is probably not a bad yeah. thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, let's start off uh, with a man called Victor Lusig. Now I need you to tell me back. This is multiple choice okay. as well. Um, did Victor Lusig sell the uh, the Eiffel Tower twice despite never owning it? <laughs> Did he escape prison by convincing a guard he was a ghost? Did he Ooh. sell pasta water as a health tonic making $50,000? Or did he trick investors into buying land in a country that never existed? Hmm. Just quickly, no. are all of these somehow related to something that's actually happened? Or did you make um, some of these up? Cause, I made some of these oh. completely up. I made most of these completely okay. up. I was like, damn, if <laughs> if these are all true, that's amazing. But That would be. Yeah. Some of these like people, I've chosen like specific bits that I thought were particularly humorous um, or interesting. But it's but there's some of the things these people have done is like a long list, <laughs> a myriad of different sort of scams and cons they've pulled. That's great. Well, I think the first one is probably the most likely. I'm going with that just because of his name. It's Victor, right? Victor. Vic- Victor Lusig. Yeah. And you think he sold the Eiffel Tower twice despite never owning it. I do it. think that. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> he was described as the smoothest con man ever born. That's Victor amazing. Lusig. Which actually, they don't know he was called Victor Lusig. That's just a name he used. Ooh. However, there's no records of someone called that from where he was born. Um, and he's, yeah, a bit of a mysterious fella. And he had a whole bunch of, of cons alongside uh, trying to sell the, or successfully yeah, selling the Eiffel twice. Tower to, to businessmen <laughs> uh, so on good. two occasions. Um, so I'm actually very impressed you got that. Yeah, I think uh, I just somehow matched the name with the crime and it just worked. Yeah. All the fake and maybe name. you've just got intuition on, on how my brain thinks. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're like, this is, Jono's made this one up. <laughs> and so let's jump on to the next one, uh, which is Joseph Wheel, mm. um, spelt, uh, it, cause we're, we're, we're going on names a bit here. Yeah. Uh, the last W-H. name is spelled W. E I L. Well, that changes. It might everything. be veal. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, <laughs> did Joseph Wheel create panic over a fake disease that resulted in the government paying him big bucks to find a cure? Did he sell famous landmarks in the UK to wealthy investors? Mm. Did he sell a chicken to a prospector for a gold nugget, supposedly coining the term chicken nugget? <laughs> or did he run a traveling exotic zoo with mythical uh. creatures tricking guests with shaved mammals? Oh, I'm going to go with the fourth option, the traveling the exotic option. zoo. 
Traveling Exotic Zoo. No, in fact, he did not do oh. that. Um, but fun fact uh, that I think is a fact. Again, this will <laughs> probably come up in the fact-checking episode yep. <laughs> if we ever do one of them. Um, but uh, apparently that's well, it's supposedly what some circuses use um, for like a famous like bearded lady you may have heard of. Oh, they would yeah. shave a bear. Oh, my god! Apart from its, its like some of its face, which... Um, and did I don't know how anyone that thought that person? was a lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh, I guess dear. it was just like the term for whatever right. <laughs> the creature was they had on, on show. Um, That's so But I, I found that interesting. The olden days were such a weird time. <laughs> um, but what Joseph uh, Well was known for, he was a con man uh, of many trades. He fixed horse races. He sold mm. uh, supposedly talking dogs. Uh, and he also sold, uh, sold oil-rich land that he didn't own. But he's supposedly the man who coined the term chicken nugget no after way. he sold a chicken to a prospector for a gold nugget. I which... heard that one and I was like, no, Jono definitely made That's... that up. <laughs> I think I liked that one because I'm like, I would make yeah. this up. <laughs> like something that coined the term chicken nugget. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way at That's all. That's so good. Now, we're up to the second last already. It's oh, not wow. a long quiz. It's uh, it was very hard to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, all the answers are so specific, but I love it. Yeah, love it. Th- that's the thing. You have to be, I think you you have to be specific. Mm. Otherwise, it kind of seems like it's not real. Because yeah. you're like, if it's going to be something weird, it's got to be specific. <laughs> that's so, so true. Very Maybe true. that's why it took so long to make. Anyways, <laughs> uh, our next one is Geraldine Elizabeth Carmichael. Oh. Did she con investors into buying her f- into her fake automotive business that claimed to make vehicles that greatly reduce fuel consumption? Mm-hmm. Did she create an empire of snake oil schemes throughout the Old West? Did she sell Italian landmarks to wealthy businessmen? <laughs> Or did she set up fake cru- uh, a fake cruise ship business, raking in thousands and leaving would-be travellers stressed and confused oh, across multiple US states? I think I'm going to go with the snake oil one just because it sounds familiar. And I'm... The old snake oil schemes. Yeah. Um, that was a popular scheme uh, in the Wild West. However, that's not what Geraldine oh. Elizabeth Carmichael okay, Was it the uh, cruise did. ship? No, it what? wasn't. No. Uh, she... <laughs> Yeah, Geraldine twice. Elizabeth Carmichael created the 20th Century Motor Car Corporation and unveiled, uh, uh, unveiled, sorry, unveiled. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you Potato make potato. something not veal. <laughs> um, she unveiled uh, a vehicle called the Dale, uh, which the company pitched as the answer to the fuel crisis that was going on at the time. And when was I this time again? That is an excellent question oh. that I could answer if I had the uh, Wikipedia page no, to up. I was just thinking, like, isn't it so funny that there was a fuel crisis now and now we're trying to get rid of fuel? We could have done with this fake car now. We could, Elizabeth, <laughs> what have you done? Um, but she, so it was like a futuristic three-wheeled car Ooh. was the, was the pitch. Um, and it got $30 million in investment, uh, but it never had any manufacturing oh my like gosh. sites. Uh, it was completely made up. So Elon it was is a, fuming. <laughs> a big scam uh, that worked amazing. wonders for her. Uh, and lastly, this is uh, a, a man by the name of Yoshi Shiratori. Uh, did he deceive his way into power in Japan by claiming to be the forgotten son of an emperor? Mm. Did he escape from jail four times before the charges for his original crime were dropped? 
Did he sell famous Japanese landmarks to wealthy businessmen? <laughs> or did he copy famous artworks while posing as a gallery selling them for millions? Ooh. The problem with all these answers being um, so long and detailed is I sort of forget them. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you want the, if you want them again, feel free. No, I just get I can... hooked in some of them. Um, I think I'm going to go with... Actually, can you repeat the second one again, please? Yeah, the second one is escape from jail four mm, times right. before the charges for his original crime were dropped. Mm, I'm going to go with that one. I feel like that one's That fine. is correct. Oh, um, yes. And this is actually one of my favorite stories ever. Um, I came across it pretty recently. I feel like I'd heard of it before, but I was reintroduced to it recently. Um, so, because this guy is just an escape artist. So he was first imprisoned in 1936 mm-hmm. uh, and he spent months studying the guard's routines uh, and wow. he escaped by picking the lock of his cell uh, with the metal wire that was wrapped around the bucket that they provided for bathing in. Oh my and gosh. And then he was recaptured <laughs> um, and put back in prison, in a different prison in 1942. Uh, and at this prison, uh, he escaped by climbing... <laughs> Um, the the walls, which were tall, smooth copper walls oh of his goodness. cell, and he exited through the skylight. Um, and apparently, he'd climbed up like every night prior to loosen the vent leading outside, and eventually <laughs> opening the skylight. And yeah, climbed to the roof and uh, and got away because wow. it was a stormy night. And then the third one, um, <laughs> he, he was caught shortly after escaping that time, mm-hmm. but he was transferred to another prison um, and he was put, because he'd escaped twice already, he was put in handcuffs oh, no. that were specifically, like specially made from iron and took nearly two hours to get off by a specialist. Oh my gosh. And But he got around this by pouring miso soup on them <gasps> Uh, and the food slot in the cell door to corrode them over a long period of time, allowing him to break the shackles, the handcuffs, (laughs) and um, then dislocated both of his shoulders uh, so that he could fit out of the narrow food slot in his cell door and escape the prison. What? That is such commitment. Um... Madness. Insane. And then <laughs> That's amazing. the fourth time... Oh, I forgot that was the fourth time. I thought that was <laughs> the, the grand finale. Time, oh, my gosh. Um, he managed to dig his way out of prison oh, by making classic. a tunnel in the floor using miso soup bowls. Oh, so miso soup was... Thank goodness for miso. Was, yeah, he, <laughs> he doesn't need a lockpick. He's got yeah. miso soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, that I feel like that's the classic breakout of prison story. Like I think in Alcatraz, oh, yeah. San Francisco, there there was that guy that dug his way out with a spoon. Oh yeah, dug through the wall yeah. and put like a poster over the hole or yeah. something. That I, I love that story. Yeah, it's pretty cool. These like escape <laughs> things. They're really cool. Um but that does bring us uh, toward the end of the episode. Uh, I really hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on our social medias. Uh, we're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We're on Twitter. At um, Zap the Podcast uh, on all of them. Uh, so make sure to check us out there. Give us a like. Um, see what we've got going on there because uh, we're often quite we're quite active. Yeah. We're fairly active. We've got pretty fun stuff um, and we have behind the scenes stuff that yeah, you don't get to hear we, on um, these posted <laughs> last week a little clip that uh, wasn't in the, the full episode um, but, but it's a good uh, was just funny <laughs> enough that we had to we had to get it out there um, so yeah make sure to check us out on those in those places and uh, check out zapthepodcast.store mm. uh, if you want to see what we have for sale there 
But thank you once again for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of Zap. Bye. Bye.